0: Okay, we're going to do the theme song going on in three, two, one. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast. For the website, cpluscomedy.com, like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I have to do some rejiggering. I am so sorry. Uh, oh, God. What is going on here? Yeah. Anyway, I just, I bank shot, bank shot. I I, I, I did every episode of Newstime that I have not done for the past 10 weeks, uh, with the exception of one. I haven't done one. There's, there's one that is just all audio that I need to record. And... And then I had there was an interview thing. I I, I was this has been planned for weeks, and I go okay, let's let's do this interview at two fifteen, uh two seventeen rather two seventeen, p.m. on a Friday. No, it's two fifteen. P p.m. Uh, PM or two seventeen p.m. PST, California East Western, Western time. Don't you? And then I said, I said, I was sitting at the computer and I go, I'll just record Constitutionals and this uh, last week, uh, late night lately. I don't, know the, I don't know the name of the show. It's late night lately. We've decided. Oh, so that's what I did. So that's what I'm doing right now. What's going on with me? Uh, 252, Chad White, Constitutionals, C plus Comedy. Currently, or the past two days, or today's Thursday. So yesterday and today. No, today's Friday. Yes. Thursday and Friday, today, today's episode comes out, I, I've been watching Golf, the Genesis uh, Invitational in California, yay. and it's been great watching Tiger, Justin, uh, 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 the other, Rory, uh, Matsuyama, everybody, just watching everybody play golf. It's been great bouncing between the feeds over there on Hulu. With the ESPN Plus subscription, it's a it's you know you think you think golf is boring, uh, it is. But man, it is it is. I, I've I was commenting yesterday after watching four hours of golf <laughs> that I've watched more golf in the past year than I've watched football, and I love football. It's not to say that I dislike it or that I like golf more, but I I just noticed it. I watched I watched pretty much. All of the PGA events and, uh, and 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 some amateur stuff as well as that lady golf and that's what's been happening with me. Golf got that interview that is uh, in three hours my time. I don't know what to do this time. Watch more golf, probably. <laughs> Definitely. Anybody wear undershirts? I just I noticed I put on this shirt for this interview. Which is it's just like a, it's a shirt I got at Target, just a regular it's just just a, a, long, a long sleeve shirt with a uh, a pocket on the left breast, and I don't wear undershirts, because I don't need to. I got, I got this amazing body, <laughs> and I, and I was putting on the shirt and I have this long uh, uh, length mirror in my bedroom, and I was putting on a shirt and I saw like. A stain where sweat had been. And I went, oh, God, I can't wear this shirt out anymore. Anyway, I was just wonder if you wear sweatshirts. If you wear shirts, we'll call them sweatshirts. There we go. Stop shaking the desk. What else is going on? Well, nothing. That's it. Let's get on with the stories. This first one comes from Deadline, written by Greg Evans. Ryan Seacrest announces he's going to leave. Live with Kelly and Ryan this spring, and his replacement is going to be Mark Consuelos. Now, if you know Ryan Seacrest, this man, even as he took on the role of hosting Live with Kelly, he has been—he's been doing his radio show, he's been doing uh hosting American Idol, just any manner of things. He's been—he's been a very busy guy. He's probably one of the most busy people in the history of entertainment now he says he's going to leave the show there's a video they announced it on on air i don't know if it was live but it was definitely on air he's going to head back to the west coast where he's going to stay with abc entertainment continue hosting american idol and the new year's and eve and they're going to move all of his american idol stuff live shows to los angeles Mark Consuelos, Kelly Repo's husband, is going to join her. Which is a good move for them. If you remember last time uh, they had to replace uh, a host on that show, Uh, it did not turn out well for uh, any the viewers, for Kelly, for the producers for ABC. It was Michael Strahan. And, And he just kind of one day just told her, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm going, I'm going to do good morning, America. And she was like, what the heck are you talking about there, Michael? They seem to have a good relationship, Ryan and Kelly, better, better than, uh, uh, Michael and, uh, Michael and Kelly. You know, I'll say this. Uh, I watch every morning talk show not live with Ryan and Kelly, but like today's Show, Good Morning America, CBS Mornings, CNN This Morning, and uh, and sometimes Morning Joe. And the there's one show where it seems like they truly the these anchors seriously. Well, there's two shows now that seem like these anchors truly don't know each other, and it's Good Morning America and CNN This Morning, <laughs> and also Don Lemon just got in trouble with. Uh, at CNN this morning for saying uh, Nikki Haley, who is uh, a, a, a new Republican front runner—not front runner, runner for president—he uh, he says uh, he's he said something about the um, about a woman being past her prime, about Nikki Haley being past her prime, and then he like dug dug even deeper into <laughs> that which is it's insane like like oh my god like poppy poppy harlow goes well what do you mean by that and then he's like well you know women in their 20s 30s 40s those are the people who grew up for president <laughs> i'm i'm really i'm really like shortening and butchering it but that's the gist of what he said and he had to apologize to everybody uh i i you know i'll say this uh good morning america those people have never spoken to each other i don't think robin roberts and uh and George Stephanopoulos and Mike and Michael Strahan, because they're never there all together at the same time. I don't think any of them ever spoke to each other, uh, except for forced banter when they're throwing the break. And then, and, and then similarly for CNN this morning, uh, there was, <laughs> I think Chris Litch, who's the new CEO for uh, CNN, who was once at CBS, who helped uh, manufacture the new version of CNN uh, CBS this morning, uh, or CBS mornings, this morning, this it was it's all the same thing. Because he named them, he named them all. Uh, but he took them to uh, a basketball game. I think it was a New York Knicks game. He took them to a Knicks game. He took the he took the hosts of CNN this morning, three people who probably don't know what a basketball looks like, <laughs> three people who've never spoken to each other outside of the the TV show CNN this morning, three people who have no business hosting a show together. And I will say it <laughs> to their faces. That's ridiculous. That. It's Caitlin Collins, Poppy Harlow, and Don Lemon. Those three people don't need to be hosting a show together. Audie Cornish was the guest host this morning, replacing Don Lemon for, he was already going to be out uh, absent from the show. Uh, And that should have been the show before. It should be Audie Cornish, Poppy Harlow. With Caitlin Collins as their head correspondent. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, let's move on. Continuing on. This comes from the Wall Street. This sums from the Wall Street Journal. This comes from the Wall Street Journal, written by Jessica Tunkel and Joe Flint. Warner Bros. Discovery to keep Discovery Plus and strategy shift. Now we know that Discovery Plus was supposed, to, or no, excuse me. We know that HBO Max and Discovery Plus were supposed to merge into a, a single app of sorts and probably be renamed Max, which is a stupid name. Max is the name of a child, a young white boy. Who gets caught up talking to the toaster and they go on a little, brave little adventure. He leaves a blanket at home, at his old house, and they have to go and blanket and lamp, voiced by John Lovitz. There were two of those movies. Discovery Plus is probably going to stay its own streaming service, while also some Discovery shows will be made available in movies, I guess. I don't know if there's movies. Will be made available on HBO Max or the new version. They're probably going to rename it and it's going to have everything on there. But I don't know who this is for. Like, why not... I mean just c- combine them and, and you know and and push all that crap together. Or actually don't combine them at all. People the I I mean if anything move CNN stuff over to HBO Max and uh let let your discovery crap live on the uh, um uh, discovery plus. And stop having those big corner advertisements in the middle of shows. <laughs> Watch, if you're watching the video, it's like a. It's like you're like watching a show and then here comes Guy Fieri's fiery showdown and then it's just like blocking half the screen. It's ridiculous. Instead of combining HBO Max and Discovery Plus in their entirety, the new platform will feature HBO Max content and most Discovery Plus content with Discovery Plus remaining available as a standalone option, some of the people said. Now this really echoes um, kind of it's it's similar it's a similar approach to amazon channels or, or or subscribing to other streaming platforms via apple tv plus or you know just subscribing with an app within an app i don't know if i don't know if it's a good idea i don't know if it it really works in the long run but i mean quite frankly i just want to get <laughs> i just want to get the the shows i watch on hdtv and food network uh and discovery i guess i don't know to to just uh to live on hbo max and then everything else that i don't watch can live on discovery plus all that tlc stuff uh 100 my 600 pound life 1000 pound sisters the rest of those pimple popper and those are shows i've seen i've seen at least one episode each the content that will be made available on both discovery plus and the new service includes Discovery Channel's Shark Week, obviously, and programs from Chip and Joanna Gaines' Magnolia Network, obviously, which is the better move, and to the new service that expands on what HBO Max has built, some of the people said. There's also going to be a free ad-supported streaming service this year. The coming free service will include a variety of streaming channels of programming, including library content from Warner Bros. Studio. So it's kind of, that's kind of that's something I didn't know. So that's kind of like what they're doing with Tubi by sending Lovecraft Country and I think Westworld's on Tubi right now. Do, do, I wonder it, right now it just kind of seems like they have three different plans and and then they're eschewing one of them and going with two of them. Which doesn't feel natural because at least for Netflix, they said we're going to do an ad supported tier and we're going to now they have like four tiers of Netflix. And then at least for Disney, they say, hey, we have Disney Plus. We have Disney Plus with ads. We have Hulu. We have Hulu with ads. We have ESPN Plus. And then you can get any combination of those or really just just get them by themselves or get them together. (laughs) There's not any combination. This is why uh, I I'm trying to say so I want to just say it in a way that I'm trying to still be hired by them because I did just work with them. Um this I I mean it's it doesn't it it it's not a cohesive plan in the end. It doesn't it doesn't really seem as though they they it's like they have one foot in one foot out. But you know that's not that's not just saying that they're the only ones doing this because some Hulu stuff, you know, Appears on, on this on Disney Plus. We're getting Deadpool over there. We got um, uh, other other R-rated thing, Logans over there on Disney Plus, as well as living on Hulu. But I think if people are going to search out Discovery content, which is a word I hate, but if people are if the the people who want Discovery are going to go get it on Discovery Plus. They shouldn't, it, if anything, they should just do a bundle. They shouldn't worry about mixing everything together because that's where you have the problem of super apps and then also, Jesus, of super apps, and the, uh, which is a super app is an app where you can do, you can listen to music, you listen to podcasts, go shopping, go social media. And America, Americans don't really, that doesn't really work out for Americans. It works better in China, it works better in Japan, it works better in India, but it doesn't work out for the Western, Western side of the world west is left east is right east <laughs> weast like Spongebob or Patrick I think a bundle would be better just to keep things separate because when I had Discovery Plus for when it came out initially I got like the, the, the a, a month or two free or something like that and it was so at least on well I mean it's the same app but uh, it was it was so hard to find something to watch and eventually I just landed on okay let me let me just see Good Eats and Good Eats Reloaded even though I like Restaurant Impossible and all of Guy Fieri's things and uh, the uh, the uh, the Property Brothers and Chip and Joanna I think a bundle would work out better That's just me. <laughs> Let's continue on with the streaming notion. This comes from Hollywood. Oh, also similarly, um, MGM Plus and Stars. I just got an email about that like five hours ago. Are going to do a combined? Not they're not mixing their services, but they're going to do a combined subscription on Amazon Channels for twelve dollars a month. So you're going to get half off of both. Well, like two dollars off of both, essentially. So if you want to watch MGM Plus. And the hot show. Oh, God. What is that show with, um, oh, God. Forrest Whitaker. What is that show? It's like, uh, shoot. It's like Gangster or something. Forrest Whitaker. City of Harlem. Is that what it's called? City of Harlem? I'm going to keep saying it until I get it right. Godfather of Harlem. So if you want to watch that on MGM+, by all means, empower. Power. All right, speaking of more subscriptions, this comes from The Hollywood Reporter, written by George Zelai and Caitlin Hudson. Paramount Plus is going to raise subscription prices and take up to $1.5 billion in payment charge, which is not the thing we're worried about. If you have Paramount Plus, they are now essentially consolidating everything, all the all the payment tiers, kind of into one or two categories. The cost of the advertising free, Premium streaming plan will rise from $9, dollars per month to uh, uh, per month for Paramount Plus to $11.99 for Paramount Plus with Showtime. So whether you want it or not, you're gonna get Paramount Plus with Showtime because that's the idea. That's they just want to merge it down. While the essential plan with advertising will see a price hike from $4.99 a month to $5.99 a month. So with ads, $6. Without ads and with Showtime, Twelve dollars. We already knew that they were going to uh, merge down Paramount Plus and Showtime, even before they announced that uh, Showtime was going to join Paramount Plus. We we, this this was going to happen regardless. The company also expects an impairment charge of 1.3 billion to 1.5 billion in the first quarter of 2023 related to content as the company realigns a strategy with Showtime and says it will not, quote, need the kind of content that you would need if they were operating on an independent basis, which means that they're not going to be as uh, ballsy with the shows that they choose. Uh, shows like American Gigolo were canceled, like well, 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 before this, but shows like that were canceled. Uh, and a lot of shows like American Gigolo were moved off the service and sent to uh, to fast streaming services. Shows like um, uh, On Becoming a God, and I can't do math at all. Like I'm not good at math, but I can I can retain information like this in the back of my head. Uh, On Becoming a God uh, in Central Florida, Florida, uh, and and things that essentially weren't successful. Uh, are now being shopped around, similar to what Warner was doing, Warner is doing rather with its 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 shows, its shows that didn't last that long or doesn't want to keep on a platform. It's just again, it's just a way for them to make extra money. Does it work for us? No. Does it work for the people who want to watch ads? Yeah, sure. Why not? Continuing on, this comes from the Wall Street Journal, written by Katie Dighton. Netflix sunset surprise me shuffle play button. Do you know that little button that looks like the uh, remix? <laughs> the remix. The shuffle. The shuffle squiggles. That. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm doing a good job. The uh, the shuffle squiggles uh, over. Oh God, I hope that was it. A, a gang sign. Oh no. <laughs> the shuffle squiggles arrows over on uh, any stre- any music streaming service. The surprise me button. Was that was Netflix version of that. All you do is hit it and then they will surprise you with something that either you've seen before and you liked or something similar to things that you like. And it was supposed to be a kind of a way to help you just come over the numbing choice of having to look at a just cascading list of movies and TV shows. And now Nike workouts. <laughs> The feature was discontinued last month due to relatively low use. I never used it. One, I've clicked on it by accident twice, two times, uh, and both times I've had to quickly press the back button. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to see this. <laughs> the company found that users tend to come to the service with a specific show, movie, or genre in mind, undermining the appeal of the function, such as Surprise Me. But I don't, I mean, I think the option to have it there. Is better than to not have it. You know, it's like, is it something that was really <laughs> affecting uh, the app? Like, was it something that was really weighing down? Like, oh man, we we're not gonna be able to put out Dolby Vision if if, we, if they don't if if we have this shuffle button. Streaming companies are increasingly looking at user experience as differentiating factor as competition bubbles and subscription prices rise across the board. Now, you know who else has a shuffle button? Uh, HBO Max. HBO Max has a good shuffle button. And if you go to a children's cartoon, like I often do, uh, you can just press it and watch a random episode. And in fact, The Simpsons World hadn't had uh, a shuffle button. And it was, it more often than not, I would say it may be worth 70% of the time, 75% of the time, where this was like, this This is when I was in college. So they had maybe 25 seasons or something like that. Because I've been out in college. Since, yeah. So maybe they had like 25 or 24 seasons. And you would just press, play a random episode. It would, it would tr- truly choose from one to, you know, whatever the highest was at that time. And uh, and because I watch The Simpsons all the time, more often than not, I would get an episode that I've seen, you know, within the last week. Uh, but the option was there and I often used it because now the show's at 33 seasons and I can I can watch what or 32 on on Disney plus uh, then I can watch whatever ones i want I, I, I'd, I'd want to watch instead of just going through a list and going, oh god, I remember everything of this one I remember everything in this one I remember everything in this one. <laughs> the button launched in April 2021. Uh, and that was during a time when the pandemic, the, the coronavirus was like still kind of high and we were still separating and separating, separating. <laughs> I still I still think it's a good idea. Because we kind because there are some shows like I think Kaleidoscope does that as well. That show on, on Netflix, Netflix Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Order. And it's a show that, uh, if you want to do it chroni- cr- cr- uh excuse me, chronologically, then you can choose to do so, or it plays a random episode for you. Same thing for Love, Death, and Robots. I think that's I think that's a neat trick, and that 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 does help with user experience. Speaking of user experience, <laughs> let's continue on. This comes from the New York Times, written by Reggie Ugu Ugu Ugu. Okay podcast companies once walking walking on air feel the strain of gravity do you remember a couple of years ago when I mean basically when Conan started podcasting even slightly before that we'd have you know famous people coming in and doing podcasts and making a crap ton of money when it was the improv comedians or the or this the 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 people who've been doing podcasts for years and years before uh, get no recognition. Well, now that now all of these, these bigger podcasters like Spotify, like uh, Luminary, I believe. Oh my God. Did I just say Luminary, Luminary podcasting, right? Yeah. Luminary podcasting. Jesus. I I have not thought about them in such a long time. Uh, Now they're feeling the, uh, the the bottom of it. The, Dave Chappelle's got a podcast. <laughs> Jesus. And now they're feeling the, the brunt of it, the squeeze, because it's not as lucrative as it appeared to be. Yes, it's, they're still going to be making a ton of money, but, you know. This is, uh, in, in particular, following a company, a media company called Religion of Sports, which was founded by Tom Brady, Michael Strahan, and Gotham Chopra. Which started in 2018, it boomed. It became so popular, and now it uh, basically has fallen. They did not have a great advertising market, and a and now a recession or a looming recession is definitely making them go. Oh boy. The comp this uh, early last month, the company's podcast employees were informed that they had to be laid off and that the audio division would shutter. Wow, crazy! The demise of religion of sports audio ambitions is the latest sign of frost settling over the once sizzling podcast industry. Uh, Spotify spent one billion dollars on podcasts, and now it's just like it had to lay off people. About a third, excuse me, it laid off people in the podcasting plat on uh, Spotify. It laid off people for a third time in five months, not a third of the company, not a third of the podcasting division. Vox Media, Pushkin Industries, they both are also doing layoffs. But I mean, that's everybody in the media industry and even in the tech industry. They're all doing layoffs. Amazon, Sirius, NPR, uh, it's the podcasting budgets have essentially softened very, very much so. Well, with, I mean, NPR, though, they did just release a new version of the app, of their news app, of their news app, where you're supposed to read news articles that is mostly focused on audio podcasts, which is so frustrating. And also, they changed the vibration pattern on your phone for its uh, notification system. And it's not, and I have an Android phone, I have a Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra, uh, soon to be an S23 Ultra. <laughs> uh, but it change the vibration pattern for that single notification and it is so frustrating to hear that particular pattern happen and it not be a phone call because it's way too long and uh, for it not to be uh, uh, something else that's more urgent than an NPR notification I do not like the new NPR app it pisses me off and I found it so hard to find stories that I'm interested in which is why I pay for the journal and New York Times now, companies will always continue to invest in podcasts because there's still money to be made by having Conan read out Ford, Ford lines and Joe Rogan lines, marketing lines, and and Joe Rogan to talk about nootropics. But they're going to be looked at just a little bit, a little bit tighter. Limited run shows, apparently, and short run or seasonal narrative podcasts. Uh, are basically have the shortest amount of time to build audiences and attract advertisers, which means that they're probably going to be some of the things that you see less of. Payouts were huge initially. Spotify paid $230 million for Gimlet Media, which is kind of an overpayment, in 2019, and around $200 million more for The Ringer, which is still an overpayment, <laughs> in 2020. Amazon bought Wondery for uh, $300 million, serious Paid uh three hundred and twenty five million for Stitcher. And even Spotify bought Joe Rogan's podcast for two hundred million, Alex Cooper's call her daddy. It's just disgusting for sixty million. I've not read one thing in this article that has made me feel good about. It. Oh yeah, podcasting's a good career. Like ugh, just call her daddy, Jesus. If you listen to that, you don't deserve to live. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> Oh uh, I woke up on Sunday and I just watched f- four episodes of uh, "I Think You Should Leave Again." Things that, episodes I've seen a hundred times. It's Insane. The Obamas, um, uh, Meghan Markle and Harry Markle. They were all paid handsome sums, Oh, beautiful sums, or whatever they. <laughs> no, they were all they were all paid very well. Stitcher executives were additionally concerned by challenges specific to the Vanderbeek podcast. <laughs> the James Vanderbeek podcast? Well, Okay, wow. This is crazy. Hold on. According to a person familiar with Stitcher's side of the talks who discussed, discussed confidential negotiations on the condition of anonymity, anonymity the publisher got cold feet about the, uh, the program for which you would have paid Vanderbeek a minimum of $700,000 and 50% of net ad revenue. After several of its podcast missed income projections, Jesus, is he even worth that much? <laughs> right now, hold on is any is any human worth that much? A hundred seven hundred thousand dollars. In an interview, Vanderbeek confirmed the brand exclusions, uh, and I was just going to be a recap episode, a recap show. Wow. Or no, no. Okay, excuse me. The actor preemptively ruled out advertisements for certain mattress companies and other popular product categories and expressed a desire to structure the show around the broader themes of Dawson's Creek. So it wasn't going to be a recap. It was just going to be the broader themes of friendship and love and hate and things like that. It's crazy. Podcasting. Not lucrative. This is why I do it for free. And the final story comes from Alex Weprin. At The Hollywood Reporter, amid Linear TV's slow slide, new warnings, signs emerge. Linear TV has been on a, a downward slope for the past couple of years. Uh, something just something good just happened uh, at the Genesis International. I'm on the Tiger feed. I don't know. Tiger and Rory and Justin Thomas feed, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe Tiger did a good job. <laughs> maybe Rory did a good job. Maybe Justin did a good job. Linear TV uh, has been trying to hold its own against streaming services, and when I say linear, I mean cable as well. So not just broadcast, but cable. That's why we have networks like uh, uh, the Warner, the, the 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 Turner, or, yeah, Warner Networks, the TNets, Nets, uh, TNT, TBS, uh, and, and the rest that have canceled scripted programming and in favor of easy-to-produce um, reality shows as well as reruns of your favorite shows that were once scripted programming, that were once running. Comedy Central is focusing on animation. NTV is focusing on live action. That is That comes from the Paramount family. It is tough, essentially for ads to be sold on these networks. That's why sometimes that sometimes that's why when you watch uh, a CNN or when you watch you know a network for more than an hour, you see the same ad sometimes over and over again. Affiliate revenues decreased slightly by 13 million as contractual price increases essentially offset the impact of net subscriber declines, Fox said in its uh, Q2, financial report that's from fox court which basically says quote its cable channels were changing were charging higher prices but those gains were more than offset by cord cutting when when a when a company wants a cable platform to carry its channels they have to set um, they have to come to a deal so that's why you see oftentimes with hulu with live tv and uh, uh youtube tv a uh, direct tv you all, you often see these carriage disputes that say that we're it's like you know we're not going to carry the the ab the disney networks anymore we're not going to carry mlb network you know that that's what uh, uh youtube tv just said uh until until you until we sign these new agreements or if they ever sign the agreements and that's why sports Play such a huge role. That's why Amazon bought the rights for Thursday Night Football. That's why Apple TV bought the rights for MLS. At least American MLS. I, I went on Apple TV uh, to see what soccer leagues they have, and it just looks like they they have, you know, Atlanta United, <laughs> LA. They, it's like they have the Americas, as opposed to everything. Which is kind of what they made it seem like. Versus, I go to Peacock, I can see, and I don't even like soccer, but I can go to Peacock, uh, I can see, you know, uh, a certain set dozen of teams, dozens of teams. Same thing for um, Paramount Plus. Same thing for HBO Max, which now has some some soccer and will have hockey eventually. We're gonna see more sports. That's where ads are kind of now for, for for linear, for streaming. or not for linear, excuse me, for linear cable and for broadcast. Uh, we're going to see a lot more cutting and shows. Uh, excuse me, cutting of budgets and shows. And uh, uh, that's why CNN doesn't do, it's not going to do, it's traveling abroad docuseries or whatever it does anymore. Um, it's just not... This this whole these these past couple of years have just been a boon for I mean even for the viewer it's been a boon for a viewer because there's been there's been so many choice and then it's also been a boon for um, uh, advertisers because hey they can buy ads on Lisa Ling's show and Stanley Tucci's show on CNN I don't know why I'm stuck on CNN. <laughs> Uh, and then, and and then it's been it's been a boon for it's been big for uh, the companies that put out these shows and movies, or shows rather, on cable and streaming and and, and network because it, it, it because they've been they've been able to like hey we're just gonna have viewers you know people are still watching CBS so they're gonna see this uh, X commercial. <laughs> okay i couldn't think of anything like we already we this past uh, couple this past uh, couple of weeks john langraft every single year john langraft the head of fx has been since 2015 has been talking about um we're in peak tv and we are in peak tv but now we're going to see we're seeing a decline because these shows are being canceled because nobody they don't like these companies don't want to pay for them if they think that nobody quote unquote nobody's watching them. This is this is going to make for lighter TV, lighter, lighter things on TV, and heavier emphasis on ads. And we're already seeing too much. When I when I watch reruns of I can watch Family Guy anytime. I can watch Family Guy literally anytime. I can pull up Hulu, watch it anytime. But if I'm cooking dinner, I turn on YouTube TV and family got, that's way too late. It starts at eight o'clock. If the Simpsons is on, you know, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., I'm going to turn it on. And if I see in a, if I see the ads go, if I see it go to ad break and it, and it takes, instead of, you know, two and a half, three minutes to get back, it takes five minutes to get back, I'm going to notice. People are going to notice. There you go. Any hoosers, that's it. <laughs> Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where I'm talking to your favorite comedians. Next week, Joshua Johnson. Josh Johnson. I've spoken to him before in 2017. I was just looking over that interview. It was bad. I can't wait. It was bad on my part, because I was I was I was green. I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. I was uh let's see. I started C comedy. Oh no, wait a minute. I wasn't even that green. <laughs> Oh <laughs> I was like probably three years into it. You know what I think it was? I think it was because it was his first album and I had nothing to talk to him about. But now I can just make conversation with pretty much anybody. Uh, which I choose not to because I don't want to talk to some comedian that has 3,000 followers. <laughs> if I'm within throwing distance... <laughs> Joshua Johnson or Josh Johnson. Look for him next. Look for that interview next week. Cpluscomedy.com. I'm talking to comedians. You can also see a video version of this show, youtube.com slash C Comedy, where you can also see video versions of the other podcasts as well, Late Night Lately, which is a weekly late night, not recap. I re- I'm really trying not to make it a recap. But it's not a recap, but we talk about late night TV and all the things that happened this week in it and also there's monologue jokes i promise you i wrote monologue jokes they're not good but i can't wait to do them. i sat down yesterday wrote them down i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be good <laughs> i never said they're gonna be good as well as linkedin logs which is a show where i try to get a job and oh, i try to be the number one linkedin influencer linkedin influencer is what they call them. So you can see all those shows over there. You can also listen to those shows wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram. Oh, and also, uh, Newstime, our premier show, Newstime. I've recorded all the episodes. They'll be out at some point uh, within the next week or so. Oh, a week. We're going to be next week. <laughs> Not or so. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on schedule with that. Uh, you can follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at C Plus Comedy. Follow me at Chad Black White. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Thank you for listening. And now we're going to do the outro. Goodbye.